Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sounds of the week right there brought to you by RGS Exteriors. They will improve the curb appeal for your house with James Hardy Brickstone and Stucco Exteriors along with Soffit Fascia and Rain Gutters. Check them out at rgsutahsiding.com. Gordon, we're going to uh, talk to uh, Dan Lohman coming up here momentarily, director of the movie The Clown Prince of Basketball, documentary about Hot Rod Hunley, who passed away five years ago today. So we'll talk to Dan coming up here in a moment. I, I still haven't recovered from your, your not sports report. I can't believe that whole buildup was to a, a cow joke. Well, I mean, it, it, there was more to it than just that. That was just like the exclamation point. You know, this whole no sports thing, I, I feel like it's dangerous for you. <laughs> You think, really? I, I feel like uh, it, 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 it at least sends the signal to you that you have the freedom just to make, you know, seven, eight, nine-minute <laughs> cow jokes. Uh, well, it was a one-week moment. All right? All right. All. Seven minutes worth a week. <laughs> I, I apologize. It's a long-week moment, yeah. Do I, do I need to self-flagellate here to make it right? I, I, I don't think you need to flagellate at all. Thank you. All right. Although I'm we sorry. are social distancing, so you know, I'm not in the same room. <laughs> so maybe uh, you know, you flagellate all you want, Gordon. Go right ahead. <laughs> I think you're getting your words. Mixed oh, up. am I? Am I? Yeah, so. Different meeting there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I I'll, I'll try to do better. Okay, good. That's all we can ask, Gordon. That's all we can ask. Uh, Daily Drops coming up at 5.30. Stay tuned for that. I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet today, Gordon. Have have you been giving it no, some thought? You no, I haven't given it thought, but I haven't settled on anything yet. But I have one in mind that I'm considering, but I'm not absolutely sure of it yet. But I would really encourage our listeners to stick around for that because that's pretty fun stuff. All right, let's uh, let's jump out to the Sprint special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or a Samsung Tab A for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, he directed the Hot Rod Hunley documentary on Amazon Prime. He is Dan Loman with us here on the Big Show. Dan, thank you very much for a few minutes. How are you doing? Doing well, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Uh, thanks for joining us. And it's it's kind of crazy to think that Hot Rod passed five years ago today. It certainly does not feel like that long ago. But talk to us a little bit. Give us an overview of uh, of the documentary and what folks can check out. So, yeah, it, it is amazing. It's been five years um, since he passed away. And at about the time that he did pass away is when I, I really uh, started to look into who Hot Rod Hundley was uh, behind uh, the scenes, who was he uh, behind the voice of Utah Jazz. And uh, there's just there's a lot of depth to who Hot Rod was. He had a lot of darkness in his childhood that I think at times was kind of glossed over. Uh, people did mention that he had a hard life, but I don't know if they really knew just how hard it was. And that uh, tough upbringing that he had really shaped who he became for the rest of his life. Uh, we were able to talk to his three daughters who were incredibly open 
uh, about who Hot Rod was and uh, who he became uh, as a person uh, in their life and also out of their life. So there's a lot of texture to the documentary. Uh, we did not, uh, this is not a fluff piece about Hot Rod. Uh, we wanted to be as totally open and honest as we could about who the man was. Hmm. What of all the things that you came across is one of the more interesting uh, aspects to the whole, uh, to, to his journey? I think the, uh, I think the darkness that, kind of stuck with him for a, for a long period in his life. Uh, although people knew him as this outgoing, gregarious, um, incredibly upbeat uh, person, he always had kind of a darkness that tugged at him. Um, there were certain things that he would do. Uh, he was known as uh, America's guest. And if you were ever out with him, um, you were going to be buying the beers that night. He wasn't <laughs> going to be laying down any money. So, uh, but as people talk about, you know, that, that probably tied back to who he was as a child. That He he literally at times did not know where his next meal was going to come from. So I think that darkness, as we, as we dipped into that and talked to people, especially his three daughters and how open they were about that, um, that, was, that was really a, an eye-opening piece of the documentary for us. How did the family feel about the finished product with the documentary after it was released? Um, honestly, they loved it. They they really, really enjoyed it. Um, they were very appreciative of the time that we took to research uh, every part of, of Hot Rod and who he was um, in front of the camera and at his house and with his family and uh, back at his time at West Virginia University. Uh, we, we tried to uh, read every single thing we could about Hot Rod, and they were they were very thrilled with the outcome, um, and just the the emotional um, the emotional roller coaster that it is uh, that the documentary is, and that's not something we went in with uh, a feeling of or, or any kind of predetermined script to say this is you know we're going to make this a roller coaster. That's how it was. That's what his life was. And it just went up and down. And a lot of people have told us they laugh during the documentary, they cry, um, and, and it just it, it's a wide range of emotions. I can relate to some of this, what you're saying here, because when you delve into the life of an individual, sometimes that individual, if he's living, uh, wants only the best things to be put forth, or the family, if they're, if they're gone and all that. They, they want it to be like a public relations, glossy uh, portrayal. But the real interesting aspects are these battles that you're talking about. And really, it brings more power. It brings more honesty. It brings more effect on those who watch it, because... They can't relate to somebody who just lives this perfectly pristine life uh, because nobody does. And so when you present something the way you guys did here, I, I think it is a service not just to the man himself, but uh, it, it, to those who are absorbing and trying to understand uh, who this man was. I think that's a great point. That's a great point about it because there there are no perfect families. There are no perfect individuals, and every family has its flaws. And as much as we want to take these stars of of the pro sports leagues, of the college level, of our announcers, of all these people, we want to put them on a pedestal, and and we want to think of them in a certain way. 
but everybody has issues. Everybody deals with something. And so to be able to pull back the layers on who Hot Rod was, I think it gives a deeper appreciation later now than even when people loved him when he was he was calling all those those Utah jazz games, um, all the catchphrases that people still say. I think that people now maybe appreciate who Hot Rod was, uh, and in a different light, um, they can see that this was a man who dealt with a lot of things throughout the course of his life. And I think that that's, that only, as you said, it's it's something would be a disservice if you just acted like, well, he, as we said before, I've seen pieces that would say, but Hot Rod grew up on the hard scrabble streets of Charleston, West Virginia. And then it's like, it, boom, boom, it goes into his college career. It's like, no, no, no. There's, there's a whole lot there that affected him for the rest of his life. Dan Lohman is with us, uh, director of the Hot Rod Hunley documentary on Amazon Prime. Is there something, you know, for jazz fans out there, uh, is there something that stood out to you maybe that you learned that you did not know about him or that maybe fans would not know? That's a good question. I, I would say probably the complexity of the relationship that he had with his family, with his three daughters and with his wife. And that isn't something that was talked about a whole lot. Um, the daughters, you know, they moved with, with him to New Orleans when he took the New Orleans jazz job and things were not working out there. And uh, the girls and his wife, Flo, moved back to Phoenix after a, a period of time. And from that point forward, they never lived together again. Um, one of the poignant parts about the documentary was just how uh, one of his daughters, Jennifer, said, you know, the Utah Jazz fans knew my dad. You know, they, they heard from him every night. I didn't. Because that's in the days of you didn't have Internet. You didn't have a way of being able to hear those games or see those games. And so they kind of were picking up pieces about who their father was in different areas and a different time and in a different period of technology and so to hear the complexity of how they came to a resolution uh, about who he was and when he was fighting dementia and alzheimer's um, that was that was really something um, that we weren't expecting and when we sat down with the interview we didn't know where it was going to go with, with the three daughters and when they opened up about that that was something that that nobody was really prepared for dan how did he develop into such a fine broadcaster I think a lot of it was his natural ability to be a performer. You go back to the to the point of him being in junior high and high school, and they talk about him that he was already entertaining. He knew how to grab a crowd. And some people just have the gift of gab, but also other people just have a way of being able to draw you in. And he had that. And you can't teach that, I don't think. So he took that and he ran with it. And one quote that I read from him when he was in college, the first time he performed a trick shot, um, he said when he heard the crowd react to it, he could feel it in his bones. So I think that that kind of became part of who he was as an announcer, that I think he really enjoyed everybody reacting to, to him and his calls and his catchphrases. But the other thing, too, is, and this was pointed out by Dick Enberg in the film, is that he knew the game. He really knew the game. And there's very, very few people 
that go from being an NBA player or any kind of professional player to the play-by-play role. That's really difficult, and he did it wonderfully. Uh, excuse me, Dan Lohman is with us, uh, director of Hot Rod Hunley's uh, uh, documentary there at Amazon Prime, right here with us on The Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What would you say is, is Hot Rod's legacy to this day, or what will live on from him? I think it's, you know, it's, it's kind of divided, interestingly, between two parts of the country. Um, when the film rolled out, I think there were a lot of people in West Virginia that had very little idea of how impactful he was in Utah uh, and to all the jazz fans. Uh, you know, I, I lived actually, I'm, I'm from Morgantown, mm-hmm. and I lived out in Salt Lake City for a period of time when I was working uh, the Olympics out there for, for television. And so I got, a little, I got a sense of that. So I think a lot of people here miss that. And, I, and it caught me when I was out there just how big of a figure he was. So I think you have one that side of it. And then conversely, on the flip side, is that the Utah Jazz fans maybe didn't know how big of a deal he really was at West Virginia. And, and to this day, people talk about him uh, and all the things he did. And to the point of when he had his number retired, he hits a hook shot and a full suit that's buttoned up, a 15-foot hook shot. So um, I think that I think the impact on both sides for both of those fan bases is, is something that people can take away. Of all the, the difficulties he faced in his life, Dan, what was the, if you were to whittle it down to one biggest challenge that he had to overcome, what would you say it is or was? I think when he knew that he had an NBA career in front of him as a player, that he wasted away to some degree, that he was partying so hard in that period of time that he realized later in life that he really screwed up a chance. And he wasn't going to do that again. And he got himself together after that run with the Lakers. And it wasn't bad. He still made, he still made two NBA All-Star teams, but it was not what it could have been. And he openly admitted that. So I think that when he looked at that and said, I'm going to do something about this, and then became this Hall of Fame broadcaster, and so incredibly well known from that point forward, uh, I think that that's, that's the biggest thing that, that he overcame. And as he looked back probably further in his life and he saw where he came from, I think it all kind of came together for him that he said, I've, I've got to do something. And he had, a, he had a fork in the road. And uh, boy, did he ever capitalize. What was the genesis of the nickname Hot Rod? So, you know, if you go back initially – you know, we we named the film Hot Rod because it was just like well, we were talking about it, and we, we discussed. You know, how do you how do you summarize this guy? What what was he? They're just like Hot Rod. You know, that's that's just who he was, and that, that elicits certain you know images and thoughts. So if you go back further into when he was in college, people started to write about him in a certain way that his flair was of you know it was it was Rodney Clark Hunley, and then it became well he's he's plays like a hot rod. And in some of those articles, you start to see that name take off. And, uh, and he, he ran with it because, again, he was a performer. He knew how to put on a show. So uh, he, he was not one that was going to say, you know what, let's just call me you know, Rod or Rodney. It was, he embraced it. 
Well, Dan, we certainly appreciate a few moments of your time. Thanks for coming on. And our listeners, you know, we're, we're all spending more time at home and in front of the television, and we'll make sure uh, we uh, chase them your direction. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for the time. Thank you, Dan. We appreciate you. Dan Lohman, again, uh, director of the Hot Rod Hunley documentary on uh, Amazon Prime. And I have not had a chance to see it, Gordon. Uh, and uh, maybe that's something I'm going to have to do this weekend because, yeah, it's uh, there was many kind of uh, facets to his life. Well, when, when people, especially jazz fans here, like, like Dan was talking about, they think they know somebody because they spend a lot of time with them. I mean, he's broadcasting all these games. Remember those simulcasts they used to do? Uh, and uh, listeners and viewers uh, thought they were friends with Hot Rod. They thought they knew him. But there's all kinds of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. There's all kinds of complexities, like Dan was talking about, that folks have no idea uh, about so uh, yeah, this is an opportunity to get to know Hot Rod a little better, and in, in in a way that fills in all those gaps. I still drive by the building that used to be Hot Rod Hunley's restaurant all the yeah. time. I, I yeah. think about it every time I drive by there because <laughs> we we went there when I was a kid. We went to Hot Rod Hunley's restaurant, and more often than not, he was there. Yeah, a lot of stuff, a lot of stories uh, surrounding that uh, establishment. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. So uh, that was very interesting, and would encourage so folks where, to go where, ahead and cons- where uh, can consume we see that. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. You on Amazon okay. Prime, Gordon? I think I have that. Yeah. Okay. You think you do? You don't well, know? My, You're my not kids, sure? My kids figure all that stuff. I say, hey, let's watch something, and then they always know how to get to it exactly. So your your kids are actually the remote for your remote. <laughs> is, that, is that what you're saying? Your kids I, are, are your I remote could, control for the remote I, uh, control? Look, I could figure it out if I wanted to, but uh, they, they seem to know all the ins and outs of that stuff, so they they like to. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If, you, if you're in the basement alone and you want to watch something on television, do you call upstairs to your kids? Uh, only if I can't figure it out on my own. So, Yes. <laughs> maybe sometimes there may be an occasional call for help maybe there are, there are certain <laughs> there are certain things that i do know how to handle i want you to know that but hey you, uh, you know what if you don't need to learn gordon you, i i get it oh well, you know it's like austin when when i had to put the remote equipment together i mean he was all skeptical that i could you know plug in four different plugs we to were all skeptical Oh, come on. What do you mean, oh, come on? It's not that complicated. Knock on wood. I haven't had The outlet didn't so work, far. but yeah. Well, yeah, but that was not my fault. I mean, we have we have a faulty socket over there, and I plugged it into the bad one, and so it was doing weird things. You're right. I, I had doubts, and you have proven me wrong. This has gone quite smoothly, actually. I can't believe it. It's, it's four plugs and one button to push, I'm you shocked. guys. Shocked. That uh, that has gone as smoothly as it has. What, what what kind of moron? Do you don't no, don't answer that. Hey, easy there. Yeah. That's my buddy you're talking about. What? He's talking about me. I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh, my friend, you're uh, talking about. Take it easy on my guy. Yeah, well, I I can figure that out. Come on, I know how to do that. All as right. I told you, I'm a bit of a technical whiz when it comes to 
you know, uh, giving nothing. him this certain hat. Nothing? Okay. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Right. Uh, except for, like, you know, fixing your furnace and that sort of thing. Then, then you're on it. Look, just because I couldn't shut the freezer door one time, and it was much more complex than the box of peas being in the way. It's like what you guys like to make fun of me for. It was it was a technical thing that needed. There was a little trick to it that I had not been clued in on. What about the time you asked Lisa where the bread was? Okay, first of all, that was thirty-seven years ago. All right, and <laughs> and I was working long hours in Los Angeles at that time, and I was I was busy creating a career. And so I didn't spend a lot of time around the house. Why does it matter that you were in Los Angeles? Well, I was just filling in the detail. How does that impact the story? I was, or you just you just love telling people that you lived in Los Angeles. It gives time and place. Does it? Yes. It took it took it would take me an hour, sometimes an hour and fifteen minutes to get home and to get to work back and forth. So it so, would So that's that's two and a half, three hours right there. So it wouldn't be okay to not know where the bread was in Des Moines, Iowa, but in Los Angeles, California, it's fine. In Des Moines, I would have had a little more time to find out where it was. All right, let's get out of the zone, folks. Joining us now, our good friend Tom from the warehouse. Two locations still serving you, 86 East University Parkway in Orem and 1967 South 300 West in Salt Lake. And Tom, in these trying times, you're dropping your already unbelievably low prices even more. Well, we're taking boom to the next level with prices lower than uh, is believable to blow your mind. I just had uh, a Zone listener come in, and he said that he's so sick of laying on his bed. He's having to work from home. When he wants a break, he goes and lays on his bed. He's watching the governor, and he's watching the president with the news conference every 25 minutes. And he said, I've been listening and listening about adjustable beds uh, for a year, and I, when you said a queen for two for three hundred and ninety nine dollars, I had to come see it. So he ended up upgrading to uh, the four hundred and forty nine dollar package. If you can believe it, four hundred forty nine dollars. You're going to get a queen adjustable bed and mattress. It's unheard of. And then if you want a king, I have a solid king head up and foot up for eight ninety nine. It's unbelievable, Jake and Gordon. It's prices that have never been heard of before. And then if you want financing to, to give you a little time because uh, the uncertainty of how long this uh, national challenge is going to the international world challenge is going to happen. We have, if you spend $800, I can give you 24 months, no interest through Citibank. I can also give you, if your credit is, is beat up, I can give you 100 days, same as cash. And there's no credit check. All you need is a job, and all you need is a paycheck. How about a couple of last deals? I just mentioned that we have an Ashley Chase sectional. And this is what I call a convertible. You can make it left-hand sided 
or right-hand sided. So let's say you move to a new house or a new apartment and the room's situated the opposite way. This will work either direction, left or right, $549, regular $899. And that's not all. I'm doing beds from Liggett and Platt, a California King wrought iron bed, normally $599, your choice of two styles, $149. Come and help us out during these challenging times. We're making it worth your while with the lowest prices in our history, the warehouse, boom. Thank you very much, Tom. You are the man. 86 East University Parkway in Orem, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. Go take advantage of it. Tom's uh, lowest prices ever. We'll have more Big Show, the drops of the day, coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're going to do today's matchup in our Moments of Madness coming up at 5.50. Stay tuned for that. But during this uh, no sports situation, Gordon, at 5.30, we've been uh, doing it every day. The drops of the day where the three of us just pick one random bit or drop that we want to hear and we play it because it's fun. We can have a few laughs and even sometimes take shots at one another, although I am not taking any shots today. I don't know about you, Gordo. You you dropped the what a, the, my Matt Harpering report yesterday, which was just terrific. Thank you for that. Well, I mean, come on. That's that's one that we we can't avoid. We we have to play that at some point or another. All right. Well, uh, I'll start today, uh, and okay. I'm, I, I want to hear one of my very favorite bits of all time. Whoa, what's going on over there, Gordon? You all right? Yeah, we're fine. We are fine. Okay. All right. Uh, let's start with, uh, here we go. It's Where's Right Waters? Oh, and he took a hit to the head on the slide. Oh. Where's the flag? Where's right the flag? There? A hit to the head on the slide is a flag. To the 27-yard line, Van Camp's slow to get up. He does get up. His helmet came off. There's not a flag. You cannot tell me that's a flag. That's not possible. Where's the commissioner? Where's Right Where's Right Waters? Where's Right Waters? I mean, it, he was still up. He had not gone into his slide yet, but it was a helmet-to-helmet shot where the helmet flew off. And there is absolutely no reason why a flag shouldn't have been thrown there. That's ridiculous. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. That is absolutely embarrassing. That has to be a flag. And that still, we'll see. He's that's sliding. Send Van Camp to the sideline. No, there's two. He's yeah. got to get him out of He's got to come out of the game now. It's ridiculous. That is, I can't believe that. I cannot believe that. You can't. I mean, it took him a while to get into the fight. Wow, he is defenseless! He's Shot regardless, even if he 
wasn't in the slot. You know what? I don't really care if you people look at me in the press box. You know what? I don't care. That's a flag. And I'll fight any one of you if you want it. That's what I. That's the mood I'm in at the moment. Apparently, the team is not the only one melting down here. <laughs> One of the most unbelievable moments in uh, in broadcasting history, Gordon. Where's Wright Waters? I'll fight any one of you. That's the funniest part, I think, is when he realizes that everybody in the press box is looking at him like, this guy is an absolute maniac. <laughs> and his reaction is to, is to threaten to fight every single one of them. I feel that like sounds... that's something Austin would do. I was, just, I was just about to say, this is what I would sound like as a play-by-play announcer. Right. Well... I mean, <laughs> there has to be some level of decorum, does there not? Apparently he was defenseless! <laughs> of course. Speaking of decorum... And sometimes that happens where somebody acts out in a way that is uh, totally uh, off the rails, and then what does he do? He turns around and blames everybody else. <laughs> That's funny. Pretty I'll amazing. Fight any one of you. All right, uh, Austin is up next. Austin, what are you selecting today? This is relatively recent. It was within the last year or year and a half or so. A uh, a woman, I believe she was sixty five years old. She fought off or eighty five years old. Excuse me. I've actually I've got her age wrong. But she fought off a robber in her home, and the interview was just phenomenal. It was early Sunday morning when Clarice Ganey said that she heard a noise outside her apartment. She peeked out her window to see a large, please say, three hundred pound man pulling on her car door handle and knocking on its window, attempting to break in. All while only wearing his boxers. So I grabbed my bat. I braced myself, I braced myself, I opened, I eased the door open. That's when Ganey says five foot six, 300 pound Antonio Mosley charged her. Little did he know, she was a high school softball player, a 65 year old slugger. I took that bed and hit him upside the fire. He said, oh! That's when police say Mosley ran to a nearby mobile home park, leaving behind his jeans, shirt, and a sock. He was in his he was in his rolls. He didn't have no shoes on, no shirt, or nothing. Police say a canine unit tracked Mosley down inside a mobile home with new pants on and cocaine in his pocket. Officers brought him back to Ganey to identify him. I said, yeah. I said, that's him right there. They said, Miss Ganey, he got a big knot on his head. Mosley was booked in the Lachua County Jail with two charges of burglary and drug possession. If he better be glad I didn't have a gun, because I would have shot him. But this is my gun right here, because I'm going, Paya! <laughs> awesome. Paya! Doesn't, uh, <laughs> doesn't Miss Ganey sound like somebody you would want to know? Absolutely. You better believe She's it. She's a college softball player. <laughs> He's lucky I didn't have a gun because I would have shot him. The, the oh, delay. Man. The delay. Oh, I got to find that. Oh, that man. That's funny. I would have shot him. He better be glad I didn't have a gun because I would have shot him. Yeah. Oh man, that is hilarious! Good selection, Austin. That was a, that was a good one. Well done. All right, and uh, last but certainly not least, I like least, this selection from Gordon. Uh, you won't, but Gordon, uh, where what are you picking today? I think maybe we need to hear the time that Jake got a little confused about uh, who the guest was on the show. 
He writes for the Deseret News. He is Jay Drew with us. Yeah, I've answered your question. I wouldn't be surprised to see a few little changes like that. Dirk, you are the best. Thank you so much. Enjoy the game Jay. tomorrow. Oh, Jay, excuse me. <laughs> I apologize, Jay. Oh, no problem. Have a good night. I'm looking at our schedule. Dirk's son, Austin, is now a member of our staff. Anyway, that was embarrassing. I can't do multiple things. Who is the best, Dirk or Jay? Because you said... Dirk, you are the best. But I but meant it was Jay, Jay, you are the best. Can't be both. Dirk, Dirk is also the best. Oh, okay. Boyd is no longer the worst, Austin. You are the worst. Take us to break, Gordon. I've had a bad segment. Yeah, we'll talk with uh, Dirk Facer coming up next right here on the big show. <laughs> Why did you pick that? Come on. <laughs> Hi-ya! <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. You're lucky Jake didn't have a gun because he would have shot you. <laughs> I would have shot you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I had nearly forgotten about the, oh, the Jay Dirk uh, I won't allow thing. that. Yeah, so good. I'm glad we brought that back up. That's nice. Thanks for that, Gordon. I'm doing what I can over here, you know? I mean... You know, I noticed that I've been nothing but nice to you in these segments, and now you're just repeatedly <laughs> taking shots at me. <laughs> That's funny, Jake. Come on. It is funny, of course. It is funny. We can all laugh at ourselves. Ha, ha. Huh. You don't sound like you're laughing. You know what? I, I like that one better than I like the, the cheerful cheerful uh, greeting. No. Because at least I I have I deserve to be criticized for that one. The cheerful greeting. I'm just being my nice, friendly self. You're not. But see, I don't think we're criticizing you for the cheerful greeting. We're just giving you some shine. You're making fun <laughs> of me for being my normal, cheerful self. This but, one, but I deserve not, the ridicule. Criticizing. I deserve. I called Jay Dirk. That's that's a bonehead move. I deserve to be made fun of. The other one, I'm just being a happy guy. Well, now that you bring it up, I think maybe we need to hear another nope. sampling of it. Nope. Because, you know, nope. Because, because one per listener, day, sir. Listener, one listeners per need day. To know what we're referring to. Absolutely you brought it up, not. So I think they need to know. It's. It was just, it, it, it's just that you were pouring the gas on it. You're, you're just revving it up a little too much. No, That's you just edit all of my friendliness together to make it sound ridiculous. Hi, Cameron. Hi, how you doing? One per day, Austin. <laughs> One per day. But it only How are you this fine day? It loses its effect when we don't play it in rapid success. No, it doesn't. This Stop day. it. Moments of madness coming up. Hey, partner. Stay tuned. 97.5 <laughs> and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. How are you hanging in? Where are you, Gordon? I'm right here at home and uh, doing just fine. Thanks for asking. How are you hanging on? Where are you? Dang it, I messed it up. I'm going to have to bring that. Uh, do, oh, we already did that, didn't we, for yeah, our drops of the day? Didn't we already yes, do we San Bernardino? Oh, that's too bad. Uh, Gordon. <laughs> It's uh, it's time to do our moments of madness. We're trying to, you know, kind of 
keep a, a no NCAA tournament this year. We're trying to still have a little fun with uh, college basketball. We started with the 16, what we determined the best moments in NCAA history, uh, or at least modern history. And now we've whittled them down to the Elite Eight. Today is our, our first matchup in the second round, Gordon. Uh, but we've got to find out. Uh, what yesterday's results are, and then we'll move on to today's matchup. Uh, Austin, what was yesterday? Yesterday's final game of the Sweet 16 saw the 2016 title-winning buzzer-beater shot from Nova on the hand of Chris Jenkins upset, or not upset, but beat the uh, three-seeded A&M last-minute comeback where they were down 12 seconds or 12 points with 44 seconds to play. I think that's probably about right, don't you, Gordon? What was yeah, the what was the margin? Austin? The percentage was seventy eight percent Nova, twenty twenty two percent for uh, the other one, A and M. Maybe when we when we review these things, we should play that highlight again, just so people could understand how good it was. You know. Yeah. Well, well, next the next round they're involved in, we'll play their highlight because we're I not know, voting I on know, them today. But we're talking about it right now. We are. It's true. Mm-hmm. I don't have Doesn't it ready. Matter. I don't. Sorry. Okay, it's all right. <laughs> Blindsiding Austin. Oh, it's fine. Whatever. We're just chatting here. All right, let's move on to today's matchup, shall we? Where we have the highlights, Gordon, if if you'd like to hear them. <laughs> uh, we've got a one versus a two seed. Let's start out with one seed, NC State, and Jimmy V needing a hug. It's down to seven seconds. You can see the time. Wittenberg. Oh, it's a long way. That's going to be a tough one to beat, Gordo. And this oh, it's is a, a tough this, one. It's a, it's a great memory, but it's a crappy call, if I do say so myself. No, oh, but it was who, an who, incredible who, moment. Who, who was that on the call there? I'm not sure. Austin? I don't know. I'm not Tony Parks. Let's let's w- put Austin Wittenberg on the spot. with a shot, but you have no idea what exactly took place. Namely, that the ball was rebounded and, and dunked. But, uh, you know, whatever. All right. Well, it's that moment going up against Bryce Drew and Valparaiso. Valpo's going to have to go the length of the court, 2.5. The inbounds pass to be thrown by Jamie Sykes. Carter pressuring. It's to Jenkins. To Drew for the win. Good. Bryce Drew did it. Valpo has won the game. All right. So pretty pretty heavy-duty matchup. This is a good way to go into the Elite Eight. We've got two really good moments. Uh, Are you going to um, uh, advocate one way or the other? I like both of them. That's a really tough choice. But I I think the magnitude of of winning the the championship would uh, make me uh, lean toward uh, NC State. Okay. You're going going with Big T. Big T would approve. Yes, he would. All right. NC State was the overall, uh, the biggest margin of victory in the Sweet 16 round. Really? And right now it is pretty one-sided. NC State getting like 83% of the vote. But I bet you... I bet you Valpo and Bryce Drew at least closed the gap a little bit, but yeah. I, I would I would bet NC State uh, moves on. And then you know, the, the, you may not like the call, Gordon, but that moment moment was certainly iconic, and the video that goes with it is really iconic. Where of course he's running around looking for uh, somebody right, to hug. Yeah, right there in the pit. Oh, was that at the pit? Yeah. Oh wow! Well, how about that? You'd never have a, a Final Four at uh, in Albuquerque ever again, right? That yeah, would that would never happen foot, today. <laughs> always in football stadiums. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll have more Big Show for you coming up uh, on the other side. Stay tuned. Right now, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us, of course, from the warehouse. He's been hanging out with us all day. 86 East University Parkway in Orem, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. He, of course, he's our friend Tom from the warehouse. And in these trying times, Tom, uh, to, to help folks out, your prices are uh, unbelievable, the stuff you've been talking about today. Well, I'm going to do another walkabout. I feel like uh, Crocodile Dundee down here in Orem. We are in the warehouse, and I am looking at some kitchen chairs. They're normally $149. I have two styles to choose from, either the wood or the the polyurethane, the, the leather-looking chair. Instead of $149, we are going to blow them out at $49. I have the same thing in a 24-inch bar stool. Your choice, either the wood or the polyurethane, $59. How about the sectional with the storage ottoman, regular $10.99, only $6.99. Bunk beds, metal, twin over twin. These are made by Bella Esprit. How about $129? How about the wood, hardwood twin over twin bunk beds for 199 and how about twin over full for $229 this is uh, the perfect if you are having two kids in one room uh, and you have a, a, an older son sleeping with the younger son the, the younger son gets the top bunk the older son gets a full bed how about um, I've got another deal here We've got this Ashley convertible chase sectional, $549. And then this is the Gordon. Gordon, your favorite item. I have two left. I have two brown. This is the leather piece by Bassett, double reclining, double chase. So you can put like three people, you know, cuddle to watch a movie with your uh, grandkids or mom and dad just kind of cuddling there. Double power reclining chase, real leather made by Bassett. We're going to boom it out instead of five ninety nine like we did last time, Gordon. How about four ninety nine? Everything nice. is on sale. It's incredible. Everything's on sale, and don't forget the adjustable base. If you are sick of propping yourself up to watch the updates from the president or Governor Herbert, how about an adjustable bed, Kings? Head up, foot up, including the mattress, eight ninety nine. I've got two split king sets for fourteen ninety nine. It's the best price in our history. We've never. I've only have two sets available, and then the queens, three hundred ninety nine dollars for a queen adjustable bed, including the mattress. Here at the warehouse, come and see us. We're going to be down here in Orem till seven tomorrow. We'll be here eleven to seven. We've cut our hours back two hours. We used to open 10 to 8. We're going to cut, cut it back 11 to 7 to help people uh, not be out at night and early in the morning. So come and see us. They'll warehouse. Boom. Tom, you are the best. Thank you so very, very much. We'll send our listeners your way, certainly this weekend as well. Two locations to serve you still open, 86 East University Parkway in Orem, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. Thanks, Tom. Uh- All right, that's Tom from The Warehouse. We'll have more Big Show coming your way straight ahead right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Pretty wild. We're wrapping up a week, Gordon. Uh, it certainly doesn't feel like Friday, and it certainly doesn't feel like we're heading into a weekend. No, uh, a lot of uh, folks carrying uh, a lot of uh, sort of a burden on their backs a little bit, uh, and uh, that doesn't relent on the weekends, I don't think. No, no, it does not, and I have a feeling that all of us are going to keep doing kind of what we've been doing, right? And uh, yep. that's just trying to keep ourselves uh, distracted, entertained, safe, uh, and uh, so I guess spend some quality time with the loved ones uh, is not uh, a bad thing. So hopefully no, your that, weekend is all right. Yeah, that part of it is really good. But uh, the governor today reiterating what uh, we've been told in the past, and that is to social distance and uh, to uh, to stay at home if we can. And to, you know, put this, you know, stuff this thing out as quickly as we can and doing by doing what we can. And so uh, we wish everyone well in that in that regard. You know, I've seen the the stories about people going to national parks and such. You know, the important message with the stay at home is folks need to stay at home because the the the, the there aren't as many hospital beds down in that part of the state if there were to be an outbreak and that sort of thing. So just remind folks when they say stay at home and social distance, let's stay at home and we'll make the best of it. Maybe we'll go. Maybe I'll go camping in my backyard or something, Gordon. What do you think? Yeah, if you want to go camping, I'm not sure you want to do that right now. But uh, uh, it's <laughs> whatever you need to do. And did you see the uh, those the, the various uh, maps and tracks? Of folks who had been in spring break down in Florida, yeah. and they, where they went after they left there, after they'd been out in a bunch of crowds, and they were spread out all over the country. So that's not a good thing. Well, Gordon, uh, have a good weekend. Enjoy the family time. Stay safe, and I'll uh, talk to you on Monday. And same to all of that to all our listeners. We, uh, we wish you well. And uh, Austin, have a great weekend, my friend. Thanks, we'll, guys. We'll talk to you on Monday. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.